G'day team, and welcome to the Two Towers podcast, a Middle-Earth strategy battle game podcast. I'm Geordie. And I'm Albert, and this is episode 13. Uh, might have been episode earlier. It was supposed to be episode earlier. <laughs> but uh, due to audio difficulties, we've had to re-record. Yeah, re-record. So there's the full disclosure, guys, where... I mean, we, we recorded this maybe a month ago. Yeah, maybe a little bit more. Maybe yeah. a little more. So we, we had some issues and we just weren't able to rectify it till now. But here we go. So here we go. Episode Better 13, late than never. We're doing the slow grow part two. Slow grow part two. Um, so before we get into the games, let's talk about uh, the armies and what we're upgrading mm-hmm. to uh, in uh, games... Three and four. Games three and four. Now, my upgrades, I think we all know what's going on here. Or at least for the 500 point jump. I added uh, some ninjas. Oh. Shock and horror. Uh, your list writing is remarkably easy for this slow <laughs> um, That was a very good tactical decision. So how many additional ninjas are we talking? Well, we, we're now rocking 21. And That's I, a lot of ninjas. Yeah, I feel like we got to add, I think it was like seven. Um, importantly, we also added a second banner. Yeah. Because, okay. I mean, so it's sort of much like the way that dwarves fight. I only have a front rank. Yeah. So you, can, you can't, like, you know, back these guys up and condense. Mm. You have to spread. Mm. Mm. So in that regard, even at 500 points, I've gone double banner because we've got one frontage and we need the banner to cover as much as we can. As dispersed as possible. Makes sense. Makes perfect mm. sense. So for my 500, um, we're off to the Black Root Vale. Yeah, we're going on our journey. Uh, yeah, now, so originally, I think I mentioned this in the first um, episode, potentially, if not, um, I was umming and ahhing as to which direction Imrahil should go to actually gather his banners. Um, at one point, I was thinking he would go um, and pick up Forlong and then go um, and pick up the rest of his bannermen, but it didn't really make sense because the head cannon for the, the purpose of this list and the slow grow is that Imrahil is kind of picking up his banners on the way to perhaps help at um, Osgiliath or mm. Minas Tirith or Pelagir, somewhere around there, yep. as opposed to um, somewhere in the fiefdoms themselves. So um, this uh, this uh, increase up to 500 points, we get Dwin here and then just a handful of um, Blackroot Vale archers. At the time of um, recording... Um, I'm, I'm basically using, um, some ranger models, Yes. but they're not the end models that I'm, I'm going to eventually get painted. Settle on. And, and I like your thought process around this. Cause I mean, even GW just says, Hey, let's use the rangers of mid- the middle yeah. earth yeah. as black root veil. Yeah. But I mean, it's an easy solution. Easy fix. Right. So it makes sense from that from that regard, but I just don't feel like um, the Ranger model suits the profile. Because no, the profile's trash. Well, and that's the funny part is Rangers of Arnor and then the Rangers of um, yeah. Athelion, yeah, identical stat line, yeah, yeah, I believe, yeah. But then the Black Roots are a lot worse. Yeah. They like drop a fight value. They drop a courage. Yes, they're they're only courage two. Um, they 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 maintain their three plus shoot value. Yes. Um, but yeah, they drop their fight uh, four. So they are the, the weakest fighters in, in the list. And I actually really like that. Oh, no, I think that's perfect. It's great yeah. because they actually uh, are quite different. I guess um, I, I have misgivings about Rangers being fight four in general. Mm. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's that's another kettle of fish altogether. But um, the definitely for the Black Root Vale, I think the profile actually suits. Um, and Dwin here again, I'm not a massive fan of um, the profile, but I like the flavour that he brings. No, I really of... like Dwin here's profile. Yeah, is that right? I really like it. Yeah, okay. Like, okay. He, he still fights well enough. I just love anyone who has a permanent re-roll attached to their yeah, wound. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Yeah, Three up to hit and then yeah. re-roll all to wounds. Love I, that. I do like his monster slayer, you know, doing the D3 wounds to a monster. I mean, you're burning nice. might to get there, but... It's well it worth might it. Might be worth it. You can well one-shot a troll. Yeah. Yeah. So, look... And it's pretty uh, cheap, right? It's like he 45? Is, um, he is 60. That's so a 60. Okay. He's not, not as cheap. As as cheap. And, and that's the thing. Like, you compare him to, say, Angbor... Yeah. who's only 65. Now, Angbor, he can go down pretty easily, but that fearless bubble is mm. pretty nice. Um, anyway, so that's that's my 500-point list. So to run through it, uh, you know, we've still got all of the, the mounted Cav, uh, Knights of Dolamroth, a few foot knights, men-at-arms. Angbor the fearless has a little detachment of his clansmen, and then, um, as I was saying, Dwin here comes in um, with, a, with a group of archers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the 500 point lists. Shall we go through the 600 point lists? And yeah, we'll they... jump to the 600 and then we'll jump to uh, a little Two Towers Civil War. <laughs> um, so my 600 was, we, we've gone back to the hard level up because I've got, I think maybe like three Warband spots left. Mm. So I could get three ninjas, but then we're 70 points shy thereabout. Mm. Um, and this one ended up being a suboptimal choice considering who I was going up against. But in the same way that I feel like, you know, you got to go to tournaments prepared, I wanted to treat this as if it was a tournament and just have a set model that I was bringing at this points level. Mm-hmm. So I've gone ahead and brought Brogia, mm-hmm. the Kunjura. Um, basically, I wanted access. Once you get to a certain points level, I think you want access to Fury. Um, whether you verse Angmar or just whether you verse an Elven Lord, you want to be able to be certain you're going to tag them. True. Uh, and then, of course, he has, like, unlike normal, like, Easterling Shaman, he's got actually good spells too. And so, like, he's got Tremor, which can nuke, like, a, I don't know, defense six shield wall. Mm. Steps in, does, like, a four or five inch Tremor, can hit, like, eight dudes and probably kill half of them. But... Also good for anti-cav with your army too. And anti-cav, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, if they charge me, raw gear in the back line, bang, send it down, dismount everyone. Mm. So if there was a Rohan or whatever, yeah, it'd be sorted. Uh, unfortunately, I ended up versing some dwarves, so half his spells are useless, but that's fine. He's still good. Uh, so I brought Brawl Gear. The other fun part about this level up was basically I had like two points to spare. Mm. Just full stop two points. Um, I could have given pikes to my banners, but I didn't care for that. So instead, I uh, wanted to convert up some dudes with like some big halberds, basically. I mean, it's the excellent pike, but just slightly shorter. And so I wanted a ninja rocking a heavier weapon, but of course they can't get two-handed because that's silly. But I paid the point to perform a weapon swap, mm. which I think I believe you're supposed to be able to do with any profile. Yeah. Um, this was the classic thing that people used to do with Reavers back in the day, which was a lot cheesier because they were fight five and they could be backed up by a shade. So you just had these like fight five strength four two attack models that plus one to wound. We're not going that cheesy, I promise. It's it's just normal levels of <laughs> cheese. Um, so I've I've equipped two of the ninjas with two well, essentially, quote unquote, two handed weapons. 
Yeah. So I've just given them axes and then I can, well, I will be electing to piercing strike with them at all yeah. times. Yeah. So you go, here's your strength four model. So he'll have plus one to wound on defense six models. And I'm just treating that like a two-handed weapon. Mm, this is the cheddar cheese, not the not the camera. Yeah. <laughs> this is the soft cheese. It's not so bad. Um, so I thought that was... And it, it's terrific conversion. Hopefully you guys can see them. Yeah, I think yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's just really fun to have like ninjas wielding different styles of weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it kind of fits. I mean, we talked about this um, previously. You know, the, the, the idea that these guys are experts and they... They can, you know, flex and adapt to the situation and demands um, mm. as needed. Um, and you're right. It's a great little hobby project and a great way to break up what I am sure was uh, beginning to be a little bit of monotony when it comes to painting so many of the same models. It was a lot of the same models. They are still nice to paint. And obviously when it all comes together, it looks terrific. Yeah. So I think that was that kept me going pretty well. Like yeah. I, was, I was still having a good time with it. But what I like is now... You know, I can treat all 20 ninjas the same, mm. but I've got these two that I that I really want to keep, like a, a more specific tool. So I've got like the scalpel, whereas everything else is just Swiss Army knives, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. Yep. That's all good. right, Albert. Your 600. 600. Uh, let's have a look. Um, so 600 was an interesting one because I didn't really want to add in an extra hero. Yeah, because all that's left um, is fall on, right? Exactly, right? And and we still have a couple of points jumps to go. So, mm. you want to jump straight to that. Mm. So, in my head canon, they've gone up to the Black Root Vale. They've come back down um, through um, uh, Lamadon. And they're kind of going through the Anphalus region. So, they're just picking up more men-at-arms. Mm. Um, and for the, the models that I painted up for these guys, they are more kind of generic pikemen um so again still medbury miniatures he he has some historical i think they're scots pikemen they've, they've got kind of more chainmail and gambeson so kind of padded uh, armor and they look a little less um uniformed as the um the previous pikes yeah a lot less shiny yeah so a lot less chainmail, and I, and i tried to make the the colors a little bit more muted so less um, less of the blues, more of the creams and browns, just to kind of distinct mm. them, um, make them a bit more distinctive in that way. So you've kind of got Imre Hill's Household Guard, which are the men-at-arms with pikes from Dol, Dol Amroth, and then these guys who have been levied from, um, you know, the, the surrounding fiefs, um, making up the, those additional numbers. So basically this, this time around, um, it's just been a, a case of kind of adding in a few more of those pikes, which are fantastic. Yeah. I, no, I think this is sweet. And I like that you've got two separate models representing the same one yeah. profile. Yeah. I think I always think that's cool. I, I, I Ultimately, where I want to get to with this force is to have visually distinctive pikemen for each of the regions. Yeah, I'm so, so keen for the the Lamadon pikemen. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Yeah, and and, and um, I think uh, I may be correct in saying this that um, at the time of recording now, Medbury has just done his first uh, pikemen with a kilt. Ooh. Some Highlander pikemen. They're coming. So um, look forward to, to adding those into the ranks as well. So down the down the track, definitely want to have. Um, you know, distinct pikemen that go along with each of the different um, groups. So, you know, the, the axemen 
with Forlong will have their own kind of we'll pie. Have some chunky pie. Um, you know, maybe these more generic ones that I've just painted up will um, suit in with the Blackroot Vale Arches. Yep. And then, yeah, down the track, the Highlander Pikeman Fangbore as well. It's going to be good. Yeah. It's going to be good. No, that's so cool. Um, so, so that's the 600 points. In terms of um, an army list, I think it probably... I, I'm more comfortable with the 600 points than I was the 500 points. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, it was that... The 500 points was my awkward jump. You were, um, you were fairly, like, hero-weighted in yes. a way. In a yeah. way that fiefdoms don't want to be. Yeah, in a way that I didn't necessarily need to be. Yeah. Right? Um, I, I kind of hamstrung myself a little bit there, but... Um, for the sake of uh, theme and narrative, uh, I'm happy to hamstring myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the 500, the 600 points. Shall we get on to the games? Let's do it. So it begins. Alrighty. So I alluded to it earlier. It was you versus me this round, Albert. Mm, in traditional podcast fashion, could we play other people? No. No, of course not. No, those other people don't exist because they don't come on the podcast. But we played each other. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, what a round it was. Um, so this was the 500 point uh, game. And when we played the game, we thought, hey, no, we don't need to record what happened in this game right now. We'll record. <laughs> yeah, we'll know real, it. We'll, real, we'll record real soon. But fear not. Um Dear listener, our memories are like elephants. and Yeah, we haven't had issues with memory before. <laughs> we haven't said that exact sentence and then proceeded to misremember eight different things. No, no. So true. This time, no, we, this time we got it. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. time we got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, the game. There were three scenarios. Yeah, so the, the whole league is veto system. Veto system. I'm sure you've heard that's before. Right, that's right. The two that we vetoed, we can't remember. They were, they were garbage. <laughs> um, but I think one of them was like Recon and Contest of Champions. I think those were the other yeah, two. Yeah, and of course I'm and vetoing Contest straight yeah, away. You, you vetoed Contest. I vetoed uh, Re, uh, Reconnoiteur because you had drum. I've and, got movement. Yeah, yep. and I didn't have movement. Um, so we ended up with Storm the Camp. Also movement based, but at least this one... You can yeah. play defensive, whereas yeah. Recon, yeah. you can play defensive as you want. If I just run past, you still fuck. Yeah, exactly. And and so, and my my approach going in was, I have to play defensive because yeah. you've got the move. Yeah. Um, so, in, in terms of deployment, um, I, I hate deployment for this scenario. It's so cramped. It's bad. It really they, they, is bad. They, I think they need to read. I mean, they need to redo a few things. I think they need to redo. Because just even as far as like the area that mm. you get, mm. it's... Tiny. It's not enough space to actually deploy your force. I you mean, just have to clump. 500 points, it's generally okay. Yeah. But anything higher than... Or if you've got an all-cav arm. I was going to say, if you were 500 all-cav, I genuinely think your bases wouldn't fit. Yeah, and I think there's like a, a, a caveat in the scenario description that if you can't deploy, then they move on in the first turn. So they know there's an issue. Yeah, they know. They know there's an issue there. Um, anyway, so deployment, uh, we... Deployed in our cramped little corners. Yes. Um, and I very quickly, uh, you know, decided to, to be as defensive as possible and basically tried to set up my archers to have a good shot in one corridor. Yeah. Right? And I guess the important thing to point out with the board we were playing on was there was one big sort of like quite long church sort of building. Yeah. And the then middle. scattered 
trees and stuff everywhere else. Yeah. But that big line of sight blocking building was kind of what I was linchpinning off after the first, like I think two turns of movement. Yeah, yeah. It really was a game of which way is Geordie going to go um, between these buildings. And um, you kind of fainted towards my archers and then redirected with the drum because Easterlings are just so damn fast. They can yep. do that. Yep. Yep. The drum, nine inches. And then I think I probably, again, this is a while ago, I probably called one move at the minimum. Yeah. yeah. Just to get that 12-inch jump. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So um, you uh, fainted one direction. You came around the other the other way. And then there was kind of a standoff where I had set myself up in a choke point between a rock and a couple of trees with yep. a nice little pike wall and you came in you're like well i've got throwing daggers what are you going to do um and you forced me to reposition um disadvantageously i think I so say. i think so yeah so i pulled back further towards my um camp um which i think was probably the wrong move in hindsight mm. but you know the alternative was um you bait me out Forward. Well, yeah, I think you're right. The alternative was I would have moved within six of you, mm. daggered for a turn, mm. probably perched on that big rock, mm. which ended up doing anyway, but perched on that big rock as well. So suddenly I'm threatening your flank with daggers and I'm threatening to jump over and rear Rush engine around. Um, yeah, ninja. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, I pulled back uh, and, and basically that allowed you to move into the choke point. Yep. Um, and then I... Importantly, war chesting... I put Rutabi a good entire inch in front of all my ninjas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, to bait Imra Hill uh, forward. And did it work, Geordie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. How could it not? I know. That's I 110 know. points. I know. I was there going, if I can one-shot Rutabi, yeah. then that's the game. Yeah. Which I'm sure is why you put it there. Yeah. Um, but was I considering the fact that you have... 5,000 throwing daggers? No. Yeah, I think I think I ended up being able to hit Imrahil, or the whole combat, I should say, with 11 mm. of the daggers. Mm. 11 of my, like, 20. Mm. Uh, so that was a real threat. Good amount of numbers, and uh, I think five went on to Imrahil uh, himself, and... Um, no, no, I just threw five. Oh, you just at the combat oh, because right. I got what I needed. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Yeah, you dis uh, dehorsed Imrahil, so basically took away my biggest kind yep. of threat. Yep. Um, you were immobilized for the turn, more or less. Yeah, yeah. So uh, again, I think during this whole slow grow, Imrahil has stayed on his horse uh, up to this point zero times. <laughs> It's the juiciest target in your whole list. It is, it is. And it makes the biggest impact in terms of getting him off his horse. So um, right from the get-go, I was kind of um, in a poor position with Imra Hill, still centrally located, but, you know, he certainly wasn't in a position to kill Rattabi, uh quickly. No, no. At best, I reckon two to three turns of him winning the combat exactly. before anything. Yeah. Even, yeah. And, and the whole master of battle thing means that yep. striking to try and make that uh, certainty becomes a kind of wasted mind. Yeah, because my disparity wasn't huge, but you would have started with, what, seven, I start with five, minus one for March. Yeah. So you had an advantage, but yeah. not massive. No, no, not at all. Um, so on to um, the kind of the, the mid-game. Um, so we, we basically had two main combats running. We had mm. the choke point... 
um, and we had um, the kind of off to one flank. We had a rock, um, and you had some ninjas running around there. So I sent off the um, clansmen and a few archers to try and hold down um, that flank. I left the rock open. Yeah, this was funny. You, I think you were in front of it with the archers just by virtue of, you know, you were shooting from there. Yeah, yeah. But then I had, I'd perched on it and saying, hey, this is a defensive barrier. Yep. You're like, of course it is. And I was yep. like, sick, great. My ninjas are defending this barrier. Yep. So you're like, well, I'm not going to charge that. Mm, mm. Uh, and, and I did have in the back of my head, look, they're, um, they're plus one to jump. But they're not plus one to jump, are plus they? Plus two. They're plus bloody two. So left it open for you to leap over the barrier and um, uh, kind of get into the rear of my this was supporting This was going to be huge. Because you had, yeah, you had basically between the, the rock and the forest, you had your two lots of men-at-arms mm. just spear-supporting or pike-supporting. Pretty sure it was like Imre Hill and then some other random or potentially Dwin here. And if I if I get the jump, I can charge them, leading to a trap on either side. Yep. And not likely a kill, but potentially kills if I win. Yeah. Likely if I win, I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whether I win or not, it's kind of 50-50. But if I win... The ninjas are, are chopping. Yeah. Or Rutabi's chopping. You yeah, know? exactly. Exactly. It would have been a big, big game changer. But what did you roll? Well, it would have been a big game changer. Uh, so we only need four ups to jump and charge. Yeah. And I rolled a one and a two. Yeah. Good time. Uh, so Good instead, time. I got to jump and stand still. Right in front of my bows. Right in front of about yeah six bows yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, brutal so and the archers did some work from range they were absolutely useless in combat mm, um, mm. they went down like a wet paper bag in combat yeah yep. um, so on that flank I was in real trouble on the other flank I had charged my cav around to try and take care of the drummer yep um, and I kind of you know sacrificed that cav to some degree to to just get make sure that that, that drummer was down because I thought if the drummer is there towards the end of the game, then yep. that's my camp gone. He's the only, well, not the only, but he's the one who can tag yep. your camp. Yeah. So I, I believe I go into this with two mounted models, being mm. the drummer and my captain. Mm. And yeah, trading a horse for a horse, even if yours is worth 20 and mine's worth, well, I know, mine's worth 30, but pretend it's worth 15. Yeah, that's a good trade. Yeah, yeah. So, and managed to get the, the drummer down. Didn't get um, the captain. I think the captain was still... Um, she was untouched. She was a Chad this yeah, time. Yeah, she yeah, did yeah. real well. Yeah. Um, Even though she was like equal fight generally, I reckon yeah. she just won all her combat. She, she did real did, well. And she didn't do a heap of killing, no. but she was just a, a rock on that, that flank next yep. to Rotabi, making sure that Rotabi was never really fully trapped or surrounded, yep. which I think was really important. Um, let's talk about um kind of well, going towards the end of the before game. we go too far i do want to mention to the fact that we're fighting on those two flanks mm. right so one side of the big rock with Hill, one side with a bunch of dudes i reckon it was like six ninjas versus like seven or eight of your dudes mm. but they're ninjas so they're better what i want to mention is the fact that i had paid 25 extra points for a second banner yeah uh so i could have coverage of two areas yeah, yeah, and yeah. uh did you pay 25 points for an extra banner no did no. you have better banner coverage than me this whole game? Far better. Yeah. Ah, uh, anyway. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really matter where you put Emra Hill, your whole arm is going to be covered. Um, but he was very centrally located, which actually helped in terms of the fight. 
uh, bonus. That was the other thing that I was about to mention. Yeah. The fact that you actually rocked Fight 5. Yeah. Huge this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it really uh, paid for itself um, in that regard. Like, I think there was a few times where your men-at-arms just rocked a 6, and my ninjas... Couldn't do anything. Couldn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, which is which is big, big game. Um, similarly, um, because the captain's Fight 5... My captain? Fight yeah. 4. Oh, five, four. So yeah. I think there was at least one occasion where a, a man at arms or a, a, a knight on foot um, bested um, her. Yeah, uh, I reckon. On the yeah. six. I didn't. Again, I didn't get to do any damage or anything. It wasn't. It was inconsequential. But even having said that, you know, the the fact that they can get the high flight is pretty handy. Yeah. Um, on to my next misplay. <laughs> the, well, the first part isn't a misplay. But maybe the retrieval of, of the, the undoing or the attempt to undo might have been the mistake. Sure, sure. So I called heroic combat with uh, Angbor. He was in combat with, I think, one ninja. Probably just one ninja. And you wouldn't risk two. No, I wouldn't have risked the two. But the, the idea being that there was a clear path for me to wrap around and get into a banner yep. at the back. Um, so I thought if I can take away the banner, then it really improves my chances on that central fighting yeah. kind of area. And this was on the Imre Hill side. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but by doing that, I really put Angbor into a very vulnerable position for the following turn. Yeah. I thought, if I can just get this banner, then like he'll have done his job kind of thing. Yeah, right? this was the kind of interesting part about the choke points with ninjas. Is we Obviously, we don't like them particularly. Because if there was a model behind my lines, I could get maybe five models into the front, mm. five or six, which is fine because I'd retarbe into four ninjas. That's fine. But there was about five or six ninjas at the back not doing anything. Yeah. Which is why when that cab came around the side, he was dead. Because yeah. I had five ninjas jump in the next turn. Yeah. And now Angbor's gone ahead and done the same thing in the hopes to snipe the banner. And the same thing is going to happen to him. He's going to get jumped by five dudes. And... Yep. Yep. And that's pretty... Uh, and look... I fluffed the combat against the um, the banner. I don't think I had been one. No, I yeah, I, I think the banner it. pushed you. Yeah. Um, and so that was that gambit kind of <laughs> gone. Um, so that was a bit frustrating. Uh, and then I tried to um, essentially rescue Angle. Yeah. yeah. And this is where the the big uh, big misplay was. Yeah, I feel like what happened here was there would have been a move off. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I won it. Yeah. I got Rutabi and the captain onto Angbor. Yeah. Mightless Angbor, because he does have strike, doesn't he? Yeah. Mightless Angbor, I believe. Uh, and then I probably just tagged the heroes with ninjas and, yep. and various other block angles and relocated my banner to safety, etc. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so then I thought uh, very foolishly um, uh, that... Oh. oh, also importantly, I'm pretty sure Rutabi's out of might here. Yes. Yeah, I'm mightless yeah, on the board. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you still got your master of banner, uh, master of battle. Um, so I thought I can, I can fix my mistake. I can save Angbor. This was a foolish decision. I should have just accepted that Angbor was gone. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so called a heroic combat with Dwin here. Called a heroic combat with Prince Imrahil. I think it was Imrahil's last point of might um, as well. Importantly, um, I did pass the first master of battle, but if I didn't. You then calling a second combat you would have given me an extra shot an at extra it. Shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I don't know why I did this, right? Because at the same time, I had sent one of my mounted knights up the flank to try and go and grab your um, camp. Yeah. So, you know, relatively smart play. I can see that my force is pretty close to breaking. 
we're reaching the end of the game. Um, but what I basically did was give you the opportunity to master a battle, heroic combat, and then uh, launch your um, captain back towards your yep. um, camp to, to cover it. A full slingshot. Yeah. I was... At the start of that turn, I would have been 20 inches away from that cav. Yep. By the end of it, I was 10 inches. Yep. Like, yep. I don't know if I charged it that turn or the next. But no, I think there were a couple of yeah. turns where you were kind of positioning around and, and, and got yourself in. No, I think that one, that did let me charge it, but you were potentially broken and I just blocked you instead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. that's how close it got me. Yeah. And and look, it was, that that was my biggest misplay of the whole game, yep. basically. Um, I, I had your own words ringing in my ears um, after I made that mistake of oh, the power of the heroic combat isn't the extra combat, it's the extra movement. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there mm-hmm. it bloody is, folks. Yep. Yep. There it is staring at me in the face. So, um, but, you know, it's interesting because it, like the game was kind of a little bit of a grind and it was swinging back and forth. I feel like you definitely had the upper hand throughout most of it, but it was still very close mm. forth. Yeah, it was close. Um, until that, <laughs> until that mistake, when it just basically blew it wide open in terms of like that took away any chance that I had of a victory. Basically, I was winning the combats overall, and I think you broke before me, and mm. I was probably going to break three or four more turns with Imre Hill, maybe two or three with Imre Hill and that will no longer Angle. But if you hadn't have misplayed so hard. Mm you probably would have sat on that objective for about three turns before my captain gets to you. Yeah. And yeah. you could probably even kite a little bit because there's a bit of room in the camp. Yeah. Um, so I would have won the fight and then I would have had to get to you before the game ends or you would win. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. instead, now I can continue fighting and kill you and then hopefully make it to your camp in time yeah. knowing that mine is safe as houses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So... In the end, though, the game was a one-all draw. Yeah. I think. Yep. I, um, I think we just both broke. Yeah, and that was it. And uh, I couldn't reach you in time, like your camp in time. You still had bodies in the way. Yeah. And I, of course, had my captain stop your one um, free runner. Yeah. So, I mean, I think I kind of feel like that's how Storm the Camp often plays out to a certain degree. Yeah. Is it's very hard to... <sighs> you know, have the momentum to, to actually go that full distance and capture the other person's um, camp. Um, and similarly, if you're on the defensive, like it really does, um, unfortunately, um, mean that one person is generally attacking and the other is generally defending. Yeah. Um, as opposed to a scenario like destroy the supplies. I was about both to say, attack. That's, this is the big thing with Storm the Camp is there's one point to defend. Yeah. So it's, easy to defend yeah you get to snowball you get to well, not snowball sorry death ball yeah and you get to just hold it one section there can be free runners that try and break through mm. but you're at best if you're defending your camp you're at best 12 inches away yeah you know and at worst i think like you were 12 inches out of your camp if something went wrong you could have sent one horse back or just two turns back of movement yeah yeah, yeah. um whereas um burn the supplies three points to defend and you're i mean Storm the camps defend and attack, but because there's one point, you get to choose. You get yeah. to go, I'm defending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas burn the supplies, you can't go, I'm defending all three, because then they'll, you know, maneuver to one and they can outweigh that flank and then kill that flank and move across, etc. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Get points along the way. Yeah. Whereas you're going, oh, I'm defending. What yeah, happened? Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, they've learned from that, the rules yeah. writers. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's how they got Ben Supplies, yeah. you know, so we can't be... Which is an excellent scenario. It's, it's got to be top three. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. Some of, yeah, look, some of the new ones are very, very, very good. Anyway, that was our 500 points. Yeah. Um, it was a cool game. It was a cool game. It was nice to, it was nice to throw down and... Because um, we actually don't, like, as much as we play on the podcast, <laughs> outside of the podcast, we don't get to play a whole heap. No. So, it is actually quite nice. No. Like, we make a joke about, oh, we're always playing each other. But it's actually a good excuse to play each other. Yeah, shock horror. We, we don't, we, we're pretty time poor outside yeah. of the potty, you yeah. know. So, uh, it was good to, to play you because we just don't set up games between each other. No. Because what good is like yeah, what exactly. good is that on its own? Exactly. Um, no. So, yeah, it was very fun. And uh, the ninjas did their thing. Imre Hill did his thing. Oof. Yeah, on on foot. On foot, the whole game. <laughs> yeah, maybe next time I write a list, I'll just bring him on foot and forego the you know the pain of losing the. It'll horse. save you twenty points. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right, let's get on to uh, round two. Let's hear well, the interviews. Round four. Oh, round four. Of course. What am I saying? Round two of this <laughs> podcast, the round four of the slow go. Um, let's hear the interviews and then come back with our thoughts. Let's do it. G'day guys, Jordy here at the uh, Slow Grow, end of round four, the 600 pointer, and I'm here with the Weather Pig. How are we going? Well, <laughs> we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Um, so, the army you're bringing today is pretty sweet. What have you got? Uh, army of Thrall, pure Army of Thrall. Uh, Thrall leading it, Thorin as the beat stick, and then a captain for a couple marches. Yeah, it's, it's decent might, pretty good numbers considering the troop quality mm-hmm. so you got 30 models right yep 30 At models 600. half of which were grim hammers guys yeah. the king even and the upgraded says strength four and the rest were warriors with spears um i do want to talk about on the potty your armor it's fucking sick mm-hmm. um <laughs> obviously i've probably mentioned that three times tonight do you want to tell us about it oh, oh i think meant the stat <laughs> defense <laughs> seven um so they're not finished painting yet but i'm going for a kind of like stony theme with my dwarves the Iron Hills are the Emerald Hills. They're like a yeah, dark nice. green. Very nice. um, it's layered up from a, it's like Caliban green from GW up to a really light green. Yeah. Um, and they look okay, but the Thraw are um, Sapphire, I think is what I'm calling it. Yeah. Can't think of a good name for it. But. No, Sapphire's perfect. Um, and yeah, it's, it's blended from a, a really dark blue up to a very light blue. There's even a little bit of white in the blue and then some white little speckles to make it look shinier. Yes, and that's what sells it. It's freaking mm. sick. So... Super high contrast, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah, you've just like popped the white on like all the very hard, because they're very rigid. They're, they're geometric. Yeah, yeah, geometric. That's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks it looks brilliant. Thank so you. I'm very keen to see them finished. They'll be, uh, the the silver will be non-metallic. Yeah. Um, yep. To add the, to, to fit the effect. And then that's yep. that's it for most of them. Freaking sick. Um, well, I guess, yeah, let's get on to the, the game. Mm-hmm. What are we, what are we vetoing uh, this time? Um, it was Clash. Oh yeah, Domination that's pretty important. And what we played, what we played, Fog of War. Fog of War. <laughs> now, both our lists are heavy <laughs> daggers. Mm-hmm. I have twenty-two, I think, and you have sixteen. Sixteen. One of them might have been. Yeah, and so you lost the veto roll off, as it were, mm-hmm. and decided to cull clash. What were you thinking? I, I wanted, because I, I, I checked the scenarios last night. I I always want clash, mm. and I was aware that demo had primed me that you may have throwing as well um, just a little so I was aware to take Clash I was willing to take Clash myself I always love it I've never said no in the past for obvious reasons um, but since you had a lot 
comparable, if not more. Mm. And then that plus one to wound is a lot more, is a lot better for you than me. Correct. Yeah, I think you're right there. I think you made the right call in getting rid of it because I absolutely would have gone for it. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, me wounding you on fives instead of sixes <laughs> doubles my efficacy. Mm. But you wounding me on fours instead of fives is a 30% increase. I'm already winning you on fours in combat. Yeah, and true. Yeah, your, your combat is stronger. Most of the time. Yeah, most of the time. Um, now, <laughs> with that whole talk about strength of throwing <laughs> weapons in mind, mm. how did the game go for you? Um, spent the first couple turns fumbling because I knew you could outmove me. Yes. Uh, marched on both. Well, I marched on the second and third turn because I misplaced the first turn. Yeah. Because I thought I was running a drum, not a marcher. Yeah, your captain um, was tagged in the, well, hidden in the back, yes. basically. And then there were two turns of shooting off where I got zero kills and you got at least six. <laughs> yep, yep. So all, all Grimhammers. Yeah, yeah, all, all the Grimhammers. So the very first turn of, of the little throw-off, mm -hmm. you were sort of wrapped around a building and I didn't want to commit to combat, mm -hmm. but I can, because you're dwarves, I just stayed outside of your yes. five. Um, and I had about, it, was, it wasn't much, I had seven daggers and you had three, I think, back at me. Mm -hmm. yep. I rolled seven... Of the seven dice, I rolled four hits, needing fives, keep in mind. Of the four hits, I rolled three sixes, <laughs> which was insane. You killed everyone you could have killed. I killed everyone that was in my range, which isn't supposed to happen. You're friggin' defense seven. The next turn, I... Again, I didn't want to commit because you were wrapped in this tight corner. Mm -hmm. So I left some ninjas on a wall, basically... I managed to sneak in one hammer to tie one up. Yeah, and like I knew you'd be able to charge them, but obviously I'm defensible barrier, <laughs> so I'm willing to risk that, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I ran the rest of the army backwards, basically to funnel you against this wall with ninjas that can jump over <laughs> and mm. basically out of your little defensive. You literally, and there's a photo of it, guys, if the photos are quality enough, you literally had this like porcupine formation surrounding this house. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not touching that. And, and I didn't I... have to. You having that little contingent there worked because not only did you get a bunch of shooting out from the safety of your wall, which overperformed what we both expected, <laughs> but I kind of, I didn't realize how good that jumping rule is. I've never played against that before. So in my head, I, I moved up beyond that wall thinking, yeah. oh, he's, he's left half his army there. And yeah. then that half the army was behind me. Well, <laughs> the funny part about that was I'd never rolled a four Oh, up. yeah, 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 true. <laughs> Look, I never failed the jump. Mm -hmm. Because I can never fail the jump, mm. but yeah, I'd never rolled the fire, which was funny. It was it's funny more than anything. You rolled one. <laughs> I rolled one on a horse who needed a six, mm -hmm. um, which was freaking great. Failed, I think, four or five jumps with ninjas. Passed one with a horse. Good times. Um, but how did it devolve once you sort of caught me? Because I backed off for a turn, mm -hmm. and then, you know, you eventually got in, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think. I didn't have the objective in mind enough. Your, yeah. Both your targets were yep. on my left and all my heavy hitters were on my right. I kind yep. of played it the wrong way around. And yep. I was playing defensive with my captain because he was my defensive target and he ended up on the left with the targets. Yep. So yep. I just had the heroes completely misplayed. I guess I saw Ritabi and wanted Thraw in front of her. Yeah. I think that's where yep. I was going. Um, so the fights, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the fights didn't go too hot. Wasn't rolling great. Your banners were really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I have to say, you your advantage here was that you wounded, you wounded me on fours. Mm -hmm. Yes. You did not wound me <laughs> very well at all. That was brutal. You had, I think, like nine or ten casualties by the end of the game. Yeah. And yeah. I had close to 20 probably. 
Yeah, and your heroes, I think Thrall might have downed six of them alone. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. Like your Grim Hammers, I think you had six or seven cracks at it and they all failed. Mm -hmm. It was brutal. Like my weakness is defense four and... I had one Grimhammer get into my target, which was your Shaman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He then, I accepted he was dead, so I piercing struck yeah. and two-handed. This was great. He then won and uh, went to win on a three and rolled a, a one or a two. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, I had a ninja in Brawl Gear fighting that dude and you shouldn't have won, but you did, which is fucking sick. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, you failed to wound. Like, and that, that could have been, what, like a three or four-point four swing, depending how things were chosen. Yeah, yeah. It, it was definitely a one, I knew it was one point for me. And then, like... Basically, it, was, it wasn't much of a grind because I had so many attacks. I would win combats and wound. And you had, you had good luck with your banners, but when you won your combats, you just didn't wound, mm. apart from the heroes. And, you know, Thorin and Thrall can only do so much. And, yeah, you're right. The captain was on the flank with, against my mounted captain and Brawgear, who were just sort of chilling, not doing flash, but they didn't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. And uh, you eventually got your Grimhammer captain fighting against both of them yes importantly <laughs> it had to be both i would i would prefer to just hit brawl gear yeah but the captain was in the way yeah there was some control zone Big issues base. and uh so that was your last ditch effort mm -hmm. how did it go um not didn't win the combat i needed uh i was out fighting you i had three yeah, attacks had with a speed value. support yeah um just couldn't roll a six yeah four dice to get a six mm -hmm. is, two, is yeah. hard and i think you you elected to piercing strike in case you won for, for the brawl gear have, yeah. for the brawl gear kills oh, i would have yeah, so didn't quite come to fruition. I, I think I beat you with like four dice and I had the lower fight, so <laughs> brutal there. And all the while, I was just, I had sent some ninjas randomly on random objectives just to trick mm. you, but it didn't really, didn't quite matter. So No, you did trick me, but it was, there was nothing <laughs> I could do about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the funny part about like the deception. It's like, all right, I got you, but I didn't achieve anything. <laughs> so we, we broke you. I was kind of close towards the end mm. but like your numbers had dwindled so much that like it just it was kind of a, no. a fast skate that you would have ever pulled that back no. you know I didn't have the troops to lock anyone down so but even if I had priority you still had half your army then wrapping around me yeah and the only other key part was like my wounding was pretty unreal I've got to say mm. <laughs> just ninjas throwing two dice I was getting sixes more than you were getting your fours you know what I mean to be fair Having two attacks is a pretty good way to deal with me. True, yeah, you're right. You didn't have spears though, so... No, yeah, I don't have a spear support, but I guess the good news for me was I was able to break through because I got so many freaking dagger kills. Mm -hmm. I was able to break into your spear line anyway, so we kind of were awash there. Mm -hmm. Like, you didn't get spear supports either. No, no, my spears had to go and do things. Yeah. For the most part, you know. Mm -hmm. So, it was, it was a brutal game. I'd say it certainly wasn't decided with those six kills. But that's a 70-point deficit. <laughs> yes. And your battle line is designed to have Grim Hammers at the front, mm. you know. So. And you're D4. And I'm D4. So I wanted so that strength four. It was an insane start. And yeah, you're right. You, you maybe didn't chase the objectives as much. Mm. And I was feeling safe as houses because I came up to you, met you at the halfway where my objective, my terrain objective was. Mm -hmm. Your heroes are tough, so I didn't actually bank on it. No. I was just more like, if, as long as my heroes are fine, I'm fine. And uh, yeah, as long as I break you, at worst, I'm 3-0-ing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah, maybe you had to be more aggressive with Thorin and, mm. and get some... I realized towards the end, and I, I combated both of them towards the objectives, but no, it was too late at that point. I should have done it way earlier. Yeah, and that was the other thing. You're, I think you heroic combated with Thorin twice. Uh, I believe so. And I think you failed 
both of them. He definitely failed one. Yeah, definitely failed one. I reckon he might have failed both. I reckon. Oh, brutal. So and Thrall passed. He went on an adventure. Yeah. He broke. He broke through the right side of your line. Walked <laughs> right did. past Ratavi, and then he wrapped all the way around the back. Um, he could have done some great stuff if the game kept going, but it ended the first yes, chance it got. It did end the first crack, um, which technically, obviously, was bad for you because I already had the win sealed, mm -hmm. and you had a way back in. Mm. Um, but of course, if the game keeps going as well, I'm able to just capitulate yep. and just swallow your army whole. So, I mean, you obviously want it to keep going to give you the fighting chance, but uh, yeah. Yeah, again, it wasn't sealed by those six kills, but fuck, no. that helped. <laughs> yeah. Every turn, if something really funny happened, I could have won. Yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. And funny things happened, just not always in my favour. Yep. No, brilliant. Thanks for the game. Thank you. And uh, the first time we've got you on the on the potty mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. the No Might, No Fake crew. Yep. we got all three now. All three. We've collected the set. All right, thanks for that. Okay. We're back. So I'm joined by a good friend of the podcast, Damo. Damo, how are you? Oh, you know, pretty good. It's a bit chilly out here. It is very chilly on this uh, winter eve. So let's keep the uh, interview relatively short. Uh, <laughs> uh, tell our dear listeners, what, um, what list have you taken? So for this logo, I've been playing the Fellowship. Very good. Um, a very diverse list. It is, yeah, yeah. You know, I've only played with <laughs> eight of the models. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, so have you not played with Gandalf yet? No. Interesting. I, uh, yeah, the points levels have just been tough for him. He's 160 points. Mm. Um, hey, what did you do for your low, low points? So my, all of my lists have been like breaking with yeah, just various okay. members. So my sure. first list at 300 was Aragorn and the Four Hobbits. Okay. Which was interesting because my first, my first and second game were, I'd probably say like learning games for my opponent. Mm. Um, and I'm not saying that because I lost. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so my first game was against um, Alice. It was a mirror match. So we both had oh, okay. fellowship. Yeah. So um, she was running uh, Aragorn, Gimli and Sam, her three favorite characters. Yep. And we yep. played uh, Seize the Prize. Seize oh, the Prize, okay. where you'd go in the middle and you'd dig it up. Yeah. My idiot brain put Pippin on that job. Okay. And he rolled one after one after one. For four turns, he failed to pick it up. And True to form. By then, I'd blown all my might trying to keep him alive. <laughs> oh, um, just to get the objective and then run off. But yeah, no. And then the second game was the same list, but with Legolas this time. Yeah, okay. Uh, that was against Goblin Town. Yeah. Did not Oh, that's well. hard. Yeah, no, it was tough. That's a really hard matchup. Um, but again, learner game. So yep. we learned a lot. Yeah, um, good. And then the next game was against Matt. He was bringing his Dunland. Oh, yeah, okay. So this is where I strayed heavily. I brought Lothlorien. So I oh. did like a, a an Aragorn and Legolas growing up together. They they met the Lothlorien elves. They met Haldir and they yep. went like scouting with him. Um, yeah, cool. So it was a way to put in a banner and some spear supports in the list. Nice. But How did that go? Fighting like 40 models. Holy. Um, yeah, okay. Again, pretty hard. Yeah. Um, we stormed the camp. Oh, even worse. It was tough. That's um, a really hard matchup. Uh, I, I, I held on, but you yeah. know, Legolas and Aragorn couldn't hold it themselves. And then yeah. my next game, which was my round four, yeah, uh, was against Jared. Yeah. And so he's the one running the, the event. Um, yeah. He's playing Angmar. Yeah, which is kind of like you hard counter him with breaking of the yeah. fellowship. So right? 600 points, I could finally bring the full the gang. Proper, the proper gang. Yeah. So uh, we played Fog of War. 
Okay. It kind of just went south for him a little bit. Yeah. In that, yeah. you know, <laughs> fortified spirit. I've got yeah. two free dice every turn yeah. for magic resistance. Plus hobbit resistance, which we played it as it stacked. So you yep. have three dice. Yeah. Um, wow, that's incredible. So he does, witch, yeah, okay. The Witch King wasn't very happy with that. I feel like... Um, Poor Jared has had a hard run of things. Like he came up against my fearless lads the yeah. round before as well. So <laughs> he hasn't actually really had a chance to run his uh, Angmar properly. Anyway, we digress. Let's talk about our game. Now you mentioned that you've already played your fourth round, but you've very kindly stepped in uh, as a Gumby for the podcast. Yes. So thank you for that. Oh, that's all right. Um, you were bringing your Breaking of the Fellowship again. Yep. Um, and remind us, what were the scenarios that we had on offer? So we had uh, Fog of War, yep. Domination, yep. and Clash by Moonlight. Yes. And I think I run the roll off to Veto first. And yep. it went against every fibre of my being, but I vetoed Fog of War. I think it was the right decision. Mm. Because Fog of War is one of those ones where if you have a lot of heroes to uh, be as potential targets to both assassinate and protect, it adds in a big variable and you've only got um, to pick between two of mine yep. and they're pretty squishy as well, my ones. Yeah. Um, you know, both only defense five and, you know, Dwin here especially will go down if he's in combat for too long. Um, and then uh, you veto domination, rightly so. Yeah, it just makes no sense. <clears throat> it, it, it weakens you because mm. then your force is split, but mm. it weakens me even more because I can't play all the objectives. Yeah, yeah. And once you have to, once you split up, um, you you definitely lose a lot of mobility, especially with the hobbits. Yeah, you well, can't once protect them. Once combat's met, um, my archers, my ranged peters out. Yeah, outside true. of Legolas's auto hit, but yeah, even then it only potentially does one wound. Yeah, exactly. Whereas exactly. he could potentially do two, or he could untrap someone, or he could trap someone, which is far more important. Mm, mm, mm. So we ended up playing uh, Clash by Moonlight. Yes. Um, which again, I don't think it necessarily tr really favours you. It's kind of the, the lesser of two evils. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, because it's all around killing heroes and you've got far more heroes to try and protect. Yep. Um, and the squishy heroes in The Hobbits. Yeah, Merry and Pippin, uh, one win, one fate. They go down pretty easy. Yep. Um, so, talk through uh, deployment, opening moves. What were you thinking in terms of the, the board and the matchup? So, having a look at the board, we had a big, like, foresty hill in the middle. Mm. So, we had to do a jump test to get in there. Um, I wanted to play on one side of that. Mm. And after seeing where you put, you put Angbor down first. Yes, in the so middle. So, I thought, I'm going to... You're going to win the shooting war if we stay in shooting for too long, mm. um, with the plus one to wound. Mm. Outside of the fact that I had the file, so the, the blinding light. Um, but then that increases your shooting range. Mm. against myself so I just wanted to try and leverage the terrain mm. to what I had we did have that little where, where we fought for most of the game we had that little fence line but I don't know if pulling back to that would have been better mm. um, it might have for the hobbits I don't know I think it was a hard one and, and I kind of mentioned this during the game I um, kind of flippantly chose my board edge um, but Equally, I could see there are a couple more choke points on my side of the board edge that I didn't want you to get into. Yeah, especially with those walls. Yeah, so that was really key. I thought if I'm in those choke points, 
um, it matters a lot less than say if uh, Aragorn or a Boromir is in there because then they're just not they're not moving. So um, you know, I I was conscious that uh, yes, I had a lot more bows than you, but um, you had the the file of Galadriel, which yep. meant that probably I wasn't going to do too much damage hitting on sixes. No, and if you're in range of me before I get the file up, I'm definitely in range of you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm copying some stones, and I'm copying, you know, stones, uh, you know, the plus one to Strength hit. three, essentially. Yeah, yeah, actually do some damage. Um, and so my idea going into it was basically I have to mob you as quickly as possible, surround and drain your resources, whilst maybe trying not to die. Yeah, which was interesting, especially for Angbor on, like, turn three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had some choice shooting. You had some really good... And, and this is, again, what kind of reinforced my move to just get into combat to stop the shooting because you put a wound on Angbor, I think, like, turn two or three. Yeah, turn um, two, I managed to get into shooting. Um, it was only Legolas to start with, so you didn't have to really worry too much, but Legolas did manage to... He missed all the rest of his shots, but he got yeah. one wound on him. Yeah, 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 the one that counted. And then I think it was the following turn or the subsequent turn after that, I had Imrahil uh, with three in the ways. Yep. And I was umming and ahhing. I was going to hang him back for an extra turn. I was like, nah, don't... Like, Imrahil already has a 12-inch banner. Don't be that much of a coward to hide him behind a wall as well. Should have hid him behind a wall. Yep. Because what happened next? Uh, so, the, Pippa, the the hobbits let loose. Yeah. Um, and they killed two in the ways? Yeah, I think yeah. they killed the yeah, clansmen. Yeah, they killed two in the ways. And then they killed a... Uh, pikeman. A pikeman, yeah. And then Gimli hucked an axe. Yeah. So that killed the guy right in front of Imrahil. <laughs> Gimli's axe, who has literally never done anything in the history oh, of any game ever. No, maybe when he when he charges in, but yeah. definitely not uh, pulling back to nah, then throw it in. Uh, and this was clutch. So um, you removed all the in the ways yep. for Legolas. Yeah. Lined and he's standing right there looking at him. He's like, I have three shots. <laughs> Rerolling to hit, plus one to hit because Gimli's got a kill. Yeah. Um, hits all of them. Yep. Uh, chips a wound off him. Yep. And gets his horse. Yep. So a very successful round of shooting. I managed to save the, that wound with fate because there were um, points for leaders. Yep. Um, but geez, it really put a dent in my uh, my heavy hitter. It did, but it cost me, what, three might, I think? Yes. I spent my time, Sam to get the kill, yep. Gimli to get the kill, and then Legolas to get a wound. Yes. But that might have been on Angbor, one of the two. I think it was on Angbor. Um, I don't know that you burnt it on Imrahil. But I think it might have been Angbor. It, but regardless, I think it's an interesting one. Like, you know, the Fellowship have so many resources and so much of playing them is about figuring out when to use them. And I think that was a, that was a lot of resources, but it was the right play because Imrahil off a horse is a whole lot less scary. Like, I could have done auto hit and just said, I'm going for the horse, needing, what, fours to wound? Yeah. But then I don't potentially get the other three guys in front of him on top of yeah a, a cheeky wound on him yeah yeah exactly yeah and it was it was a it was a mad string of successful rolls and um hilarious to watch <laughs> um unfold so then we got into combat and um the grind fest kind of started right yeah that's when my luck kind of started to waver yeah especially in the opening engagement where i had snuck some cavalry around the back Yep. And um, they managed to get a charge off onto um, a couple of the hobbits, Pippin and Sam, and then the third, Legolas. third cab on the yeah. on, on Legolas. 
Um, and that went really well for me, that charge, because I managed to take out Pippin. Uh, I, Sam struck, but he died. He struck and died. And then I knocked um, Legolas over and put four wounds on him. Um, but he saved them all with one wound left to go, no fate. And let me tell you, that comes back to bite me in the subsequent turns, right? A little bit. Um, so talk. So that was kind of the opening exchange. I think your, you know, Aragorn did Aragorn things and chopped up a couple of guys, and uh, similarly yeah. with Boromir as well. Yeah, you got a couple kills. Gimli got a few. Gimli, I think, had like three kills by the end of turn two or something. Yeah, that sounds about right. Of combat, turn yeah. two of combat. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of get into um, oh, the other thing that happened in that kind of opening exchange, for better or for worse, I charged Imrahil, I think quite foolishly, right into the thick of it. Um, yeah, after you moved, you pulled everyone out of the way to, yeah, get, in. to get in against Frodo, um, because Frodo at that point hadn't put on the ring. No. Um, so Imrahil charged in. Um, and was in a really vulnerable position. He was basically surrounded by Legolas, Gimli, Aragorn, and Frodo. Yep. Um, hindsight, not my smartest move, but anyway. Um, and then the next turn, I think that's when you started doing all of your heroic move, shena uh, heroic combat shenanigans. Yeah, right? so uh, uh, the big four called combats, all of yep. them did, because um, Frodo was alone against... Imrahil, so he called a defense. Yep. Um, actually, I don't think... No, Sam died this turn because I struck with Sam. Yeah, sure. Um, so Legolas was on one might. Yeah. At, wait, turn three of combat. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and the goal was just to get everyone to move. I was looking at potential either to try and get to break or yeah. save Frodo because obviously he's my my linchpin. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything falls apart after and that. I spent four might on three might on Boromir to get his combat going off. I sent yep. him into Dune here. Yeah, he was fighting Merry, but no longer. Um, yeah, you paired him off. Gimli killed the guys he was against straight yep. into Imrahil. Yeah, Imrahil called a defense. That's right, because I could see that he was going to be, you know, rushed by everyone. Um, and then Aragorn and Legolas both succeed. No, I Legolas think, failed. I think Legolas failed. Um, and then that was when he was knocked down, I think. Because uh, I wouldn't have called. Yeah, oh, maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't call the combat with him. I think it was just the three. I think no, you just yeah. called it with Aragorn, Gimli, and, and Leg Boz. Yeah, yeah. And then you struck up with Sam, and yep. you did a defense, defense with, with Frodo. Frodo. I remember yeah. the dice going down on the table. Anyway, so then, yeah, Gimli and Aragorn both get in. Yep. Um, so Imrahil is trapped, but he is defending. And uh, I took a, a photo of the dice. So you needed sixes, and I think you got... Three? Three sixes. <laughs> and um, uh, six ones. And six ones. So, so I should have fainted. I should have fainted and stabbed <laughs> in hindsight. Um, but, you know, I, I forgot to say it. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's just what happens if you're moving too quick. Yeah, that's you, it. You forget that's to it. declare things. I always forget special strikes, to be honest. Yeah, um, but, and and uh, and so Imrahil managed to save uh, his, his fate. Um, I think he and, took one wound? Yeah, no, I think he, he was down to um, one wound left. Oh, no okay, fight. yeah. Yeah, or maybe he had two wounds, I can't remember now. I think he might have had two. But um, it was not a great position for him to be in, no. and he only had one might left after that, so yeah. um, he was in a pretty precarious position. Um, and then uh, the next couple of turns just kind of was a bit of a grind fest um, where 
you know, it was heroic move-offs um, with uh, Aragorn using his free might. Yep. Um, and basically the, the Fellowship trying to position uh, to stay as least trapped as possible, which I think he did a really good job of, to be honest. Yeah, it was tough. I, I probably had Boromir a little bit too far out on the flank, but I knew that if, if he was too close, then your heroes could then kind of tag team. Mm. Especially if you've got Angbor in with the strike, then I have to strike. And then mm. if I lose, then you've got the, the two-hander and mm. pikes everywhere. So yeah, yeah. I think what I did was probably right. I had the hobbits like strung out between. So I had like big hero, hobbit, big hero. Um, and I think it worked. And Legolas held on like a champ. So he, he went down hard in the first round of combat. But then after that, he won his combat, stood back up. And over the next kind of five or six turns, uh, he wasn't always killing, but he was winning his combat. Yeah. And I think at this point, uh, it's fair to say that your banner re-roll into a six became a thorn in my side. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I probably rolled, what, seven? I think seven, it was about seven, seven or eight, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. re-rolls into a six to, to clinch it. Like the big three, we're getting sixes regardless, throwing yes. four die, yes. three dice. Yes. But even when they fluffed it, like, you know, Gimli, having Gimli's hair rolls, oh, although yeah. they didn't always come through. I think two right. out of three came through, and the yeah. last one didn't. The last one fluffed. But he didn't die, thank God, defense yeah. eight. Yeah, well, he's very hard to take down. Um, in the end, it kind of came down to a, a war of attrition, and I think, um, you know, it was just sheer weight of numbers. Yeah, you definitely won. Aragorn um, took uh, six, five wounds, five yeah. wounds in one of those combats. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was trapped, and, again, and this is where pikes just, they are such a force multiplier. If you can trap a model with, um, you know, six guys in the combat, um, but Aragorn can only, uh, you know, if he wins, he can only kill two. So there's going yeah. to be more guys to replace him next turn. And it's that classic thing of the Fellowship actually really don't like facing up against Defence 5 armies. No, well, Aragorn, Boz, they're really the ones who suffer. Legolas probably not so much. But he is also because he's only got two attacks. But Aragorn and Boromir are your damage dealers outside of Gimli. Yeah. But Gimli has a way to alleviate that with his two-hander. Yeah, that's right. Um, but they're only strength four and they don't have any <laughs> any modifiers. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not always going to get the kill, as we saw multiple yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's right. Needing fives, which is pretty tough on a 160-point hero. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, no, it's really, really tough to see. And that happened time and time again where... You know, if Boz and Aragorn had have put on just a couple more wounds, I think it would have snowballed in your favour and you would have been able to probably um, break me sooner. Not that the breaking necessarily would have um, hurt too much because Imrahil is such a high courage. Yeah. Um, but if you had have been able to snowball, then I'm less likely to get traps and therefore less likely to kill and therefore, you know, you, you then swing in your favour. Um, yeah, it's just thinning the herd. Like, That's it. They, my guys can only... At one point, I think Boromir was fighting five or six guys in combat. Yeah. Like, you had nearly the maximum amount of guys yeah. you could fit around a 25 mil base. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. like, even if I wanted to combat, I can't kill that many You guys physically here. can't do it. And, and, and that's kind of the, the key... Um, to shutting down Boromir to a certain degree is like, and, and because I had Angbor with his Fearless 
bubble, it meant that there were no repercussions for doing that. Like you couldn't yeah. just blow the horn and um, you know auto win the the combat. So, it, and even when Angbor eventually did go down to Gimli, um, I still had enough courage for guys kicking around yeah. to to actually pass those when when I needed it. And I guess that's all she wrote. Thank you for the game. Uh, it was uh, a real pleasure and um, good luck in the rest of the um, tournament. What are you taking next round? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I guess this won't be out until after the... Oh, this won't be out for a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, my no last... spoilers here. My last round is 700 and it's against Hobbits. I don't mm. know what he's going to ally in. Jeez, okay. Um, but I'm looking at doing a warg attack list. Oh, okay. Very so, good. Um, I've got my naked Faden ready. I've got yes. a, a hammer on foot. Yes. Um, so Very good. Hopefully throw them together and have the boys on horses. Very good. Well, good luck with it. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast, as always, and uh, no doubt we'll hear from you soon. Oh, probably. <laughs> Cheers, mate. So we're back after round four. Geordie, uh, talk us through your game with the weather pig. Yeah, so the weather pig round four. Now, this was um, a cool matchup because mm. we both rocking daggers. Mm. Uh, now, am I rocking 20 and he's rocking like 18? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? A few more. I'm rocking like 24. Um, but it's, it's very interesting. So in this round, the pool had ill met by Moonlight. Yes. As an option. Yes. But I think the, the big thing that... Because um, Callum ended up vetoing this one. Yeah. The big difference is... He's winning me on fives base value with his daggers. Yep. And I need sixes on him. Yep. The the jump from my sixes down to fives yep. and his fives down to four yeah. favors me. Yeah. Right? Because yeah, yeah. I'm winning him 16% up to 30. And mm. He's winning me 30% down to up to 50. Mm. So like I'm getting more value out of it being nighttime. It's a bigger jump. Yep. Um, on top of, of course, me having more daggers. So in theory, yeah. Weight of I'm numbers. throwing more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was very interesting because, of course, I mean, against my list, I think everyone's vetoing Ilmet, but that's fine. Yeah, it yeah. means I get control over the other half of it. Yeah, uh, sure. Domination would be fine for me, but Dwarves also like stepping on, stepping and staying. So yeah. we ended up with Fog of War. Yeah, okay. But before we get into the game, I do want to, I mean, reiterate it because I'm sure I said in the in the potty in the, in the interview, his Dwarves look sick. Yeah. Um, when, he, when you were playing, did he have all of them painted up? No, he had his test model painted up fully. Yeah. And then a bunch of them had their armor done. Yeah. But not the whole model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I've since played him. Yes. And he's finished up all of the all of those good hammers. And they look amazing. It's so cool. It's such a good look. Yeah. So he's gone for, I believe, he's, he's the Sapphire Ridge. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Have I got my gemstones right? Yeah. Um, and so they've got this like blue, shiny... Yes, tough looking armor. It's yeah. just so nicely. It the colors, the color choice is really nice. Color choice and just the attention to detail on that edge highlighting is really, really good. the The other thing that I love as well is um, Thrall um, with his blue sapphire armor. It it looks more. I don't know. There's something. It, it really pops. Yep. 
and that's a beautiful model and um yeah the the job that he's done on painting those are amazing we'll try and get some updated photos yeah um, yeah so i've already chased down photos of a couple models so yeah, hopefully yeah. now that he's done more yeah 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 because of a certain delay in a certain recording <laughs> we can get you better photos it's, it's a benefit it's a benefit yeah. everyone wins that's it um so the game itself it sounded like um it's a good thing that Callum <laughs> vetoed Ill Met by Moon or Clash by Moonlight because your daggers were running hot. My daggers were hot. It didn't matter night or day. Yeah. yeah. So the the early game for us was manoeuvring, which Eastlings are good at, of course. I'm yeah. running nine inches at worst, 12 inches at best. So I was able to basically, once again, there was this big fucking house and mm-hmm. coming off that house was a fence. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, this is perfect for ninjas. That's where I want to engage. Mm-hmm. So I ran forwards, forwards to basically a little gap between a house and a forest or something, stood there and, you know, said, hey, if you move forward, I'm going to throw daggers at you. Mm. So he sort of stood back a little bit. So it was that dance of, I want to lose a priority so I can set myself up. Yeah. Um, so I believe I lost the next one, luckily. So um, Callum had to move forward mm. and I just moved back to the six inch mark. And I had, because I got to control where the models sort of were compared to his Grim Hammers, I believe I had five or six um, daggers in range and he only was able to throw three back. Yeah, okay. But <laughs> I could, like five or six shots, killed three. It's crazy. Like the odds, crazy odds. are like, I don't know, 1% or something. Something yeah. stupid. Yeah. Like I should not be able to kill three Grim Hammers. So I yeah. hit with like four or five and then rolled three sixes. Yeah, yeah. The fuck? Yeah, crazy. <laughs> crazy. Um, take it, though. Oh, you take it. Uh, and so then it sort of happened again. I think I might have won this priority. Yeah. But I moved back again. Yeah. But this time I had about 10 ninjas stand on that fence, mm-hmm. or rather stand near that fence. So once again, uh, Callum had to move forward because he has zero archery and I technically have one. So um, he had to move forward again. And I was now basically touching my Fog of War objective, by the way. Don't worry about that. Uh, he had to move forward again. And once again, I had about 12 or so daggers in, it might have been 10 to 12 in range, and he moved up. Once again, one volley uh, killed another th- three or four Grim Hammers. Yeah. Grim Hammers, not just regular lads, yeah. the Grim yeah, Hammers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And these are, the, these are the upgraded Grim Hammers. The, yeah, the King's Guard. The King's Guard or whatever. Who wound me on four. Yeah. Yeah. So good start, basically. <laughs> it's those kind of starts where it is it's very hard for the opponent to claw back that momentum. Once you get that momentum going, and especially if you're rocking a bunch of two attack models, yeah, right? Yep. Ninjas, they can really put the force multiplier because as soon as you get two ninjas, like a two on one, that's four dice against one. Four dice against one. Right. And let's pretend we both have banners. It's even then, it's five dice versus two. Yeah, like your odds get better, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. not good. Yeah, well, it still favors you. Yeah. dramatically more. Yeah. And the interesting thing was, like, I'm pretty sure I started with more numbers because he's got hefty heroes. Yeah, uh, not that I don't, but then his troops are like 12, 13 points. The Grim Hammers and minor eleven. Yeah, yeah, best. So I started with numbers. I got eight kills, six or six to eight kills on his elite troops. So now I outnumbered him like 30 to 20 or something like that. It was huge. Uh, the good news, I think, for, for Callum was he, 
I think he consistently won the move-offs. Yeah. But there was only so much he could do, right? Like yeah. I had numbers yeah. and I had the engagement where I wanted. Yeah. So like I said, there was 10 ninjas on one side of the fence. He would have charged forwards and I just leapt the fence with a bunch of them. Mm. Um, I think I was, unlike our game, I was a lot more successful with the leaps. Yeah. Um, I even had, uh, uh, I believe I might have had a cataphract with a, with a banner at this stage or yeah. either that or the drummer. Even got the six to jump and charge. Oh, no so way. my ninjas were doing it easy on fours. I even had the the, the cataphract jump and charge. So fantastic! It was terrific. Uh, so he basically had his two big hitters, which is Thrall and Thorin. Yeah. You know, outfighting my ninjas, keep winning on fours. Like they could put in the work there. Yeah. They had them quite central to the to the army, and so I had sent my captain and Brawgear way off to one of the way up to the right. Yeah. So I was just keeping, because Fog of War, I've got to protect slash he's got to kill. And it has to be one of these two because Rutab is my leader. Yeah. So I just sent them way off to the flank. Brawgear, like I mentioned in the list building aspect, this is not a good matchup for him. Mm. Tremor wounds the dwarves on fives. Mm. Like that's, I cast it on a five. That's already hard. Yeah. Then I need to get the line. Then I need to get the wound. It's just not something that I should be trying to do often. And even the Enchanted Blades, like re-rolling to wound when I need sixes. The efficacy yeah. there is just not... Not great. Great. Uh, it, it's fine. You know, whatever. I'll do a Fury in case I break or something, but he was just here as a spear support. An 80-point <laughs> <laughs> fight three spear support, baby. Um, the most overcapitalized, uh, underutilized point spend uh, ever. And to be fair, he looked pretty cool while yeah, he was doing yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, so him and the captain were just on the flank. They weren't doing much damage, of course, because mm. like even the captain needs sixes. So it was they weren't doing much. The ninjas were doing a lot. Rutabi was putting in good work. Mm. I don't think she lost one. Like I don't think she lost a combat, and I'm pretty sure she wounded at least you know fifty to sixty percent of the time. She was doing really well. Mm. Um, and it was just yeah a bit of a grind. Um, I'd picked where I wanted. I'd got some early lucky kills, and Callum. Sort of maybe could have, what I would say is maybe could have played to the objectives more and mm. sent Thorin or Thraw off to that wing where I had the two weak heroes. Because in the end, Brawkey was his target. Uh, um, he nearly got a Grimhammer captain on there, um, but didn't quite. But if he had a, because he won so many roll, I think he won so many move-offs, he would have had the chance to get Thorin just like one step closer one step closer, and then eventually mm. maybe manoeuvre to get Brawgear onto Thorin, which is a decent shot Thorin gets in. Yeah. Um, if he still had a might or two, pretty good shot. Uh, so I was able to keep my dude alive. I don't think I killed his his heroes because there was a Grimhammer captain, not touching that, or it was Thor, uh, sorry, Thorin, definitely not touching that. Yeah. So it, I think it just came down to I had my terrain piece, I denied everything else, and we just couldn't touch each other's heroes yeah yeah well like like i was saying before like you know when you get onto a good roll it's hard to hard to come back from it. yeah so. yeah the weight of dice i mean thraw's banner covered everything yeah but i had the two banners yeah like yeah. i had mitigated my weakness of yeah banner coverage basically yeah. so yeah your round four how did we go my round four was uh so against good friend of the podcast demo recurring character as mm, you would have heard mm. uh, has he missed an episode yet uh, i think maybe one 
that, he, he might even be. Uh, maybe he, he was probably there in the background. Yeah, yeah. him and Jim are kind of little pegging uh, at the moment. Um, so uh, our game was good. Uh, well, good for me. Uh, <laughs> I think you know, in terms of a matchup uh, coming up against all uh, hero army in the scenario that we ended up choosing, which was Clash by Moonlight. Yes, and this um, this ended up being, because you, you mentioned we had, or so, if we hadn't mentioned, yeah. Yeah, if we hadn't mentioned, we had Fog of War, which is yep. what you were playing. Uh, we had Domination, uh, and then Clash by Moonlight. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, being uh, he was playing Breaking of the Fellowship, so he had eight models, um, which is a nice, tidy round 600. Mm. Um, he would he auto-vetoed um, uh, Domination, yeah, no way that he can contest all those. I don't points. think the fellowship can ever win that no. against a, a decently encouraged army. Yes, if you're facing orcs, there's a chance you break and they run. Yeah, but yeah. your courage for them generally. Yeah, right. Yeah, so um, that was always out um, for me. Uh, I hate to veto fog of war because I love fog of war. It's a great scenario, but um, at the end of the day. Um, he he probably has a little bit more of an opportunity yes. in that. He has one. a real chance. Um, yeah, in terms of figure, you know capturing the um, the terrain piece and protecting a hero, you know if you can choose uh, a Boromir to protect or Gimli, you, you can't touch Gimli. Gimli. Yep. No way you're going to take down Gimli. Um, so uh, I vetoed for all we did Clash by Moonlight because that of course is determined by essentially um, killing more heroes than your opponent. Yeah. Which is the fun part of Ilmet by Moonlight. Yeah. If it didn't have the plus one range rule, I think this would be a great scenario. It's really interesting, isn't it? That yeah. plus one range rule really skews it. Yeah. Um, like, if, if like my army, everyone's vetoing that. Yeah. Not because the scenario is bad no, for them, because the no. special rule is yeah. so huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real force multiplier. Um, and I, look, I, I looked at it and I thought, geez, that's not... Like, that's not going to be great having Legolas with a plus one wound. Mm. Plus, you know, you've, you've also got um, Hobbit Stones, Eey. which can actually do something with a plus one, right? Um, but at the same time, I had, you know, six or eight ranges of my own. Yep. If I can set up a good shooting uh, line and the Elven Cloaks uh, don't come into it, then I can probably do some damage. Yeah. Um, deployment was really key for this game. Mm. Um, and usually when you do the, the beginning, you know, which side of the board do you want? I'm generally the, such a casual gamer that I'm like, I'm here now. I'm standing this is, on this side. This is, I'm not going to make you move your models and come over here. So kind of walk five meters. Are you kidding me? Generally speaking that, you know, my approach is I rocked up. I'm on this side of the table. Let's just, <laughs> let's just roll some dice. Yeah. Um, in this instance, my side of the table was far better a deployment for my force than Damo's side because there were a couple of key choke points that if deployment was reversed and he was on my side of the table, he could probably rush to that point with marches with Aragorn, hold down a, a couple of choke points, and then my job mm. of cracking that nut becomes a hell of a lot harder because, yeah. you know, if, if the Fellowship only has kind of um, three or four entry points... They can plug those holes pretty reliably and just tank mm. um, for a pretty long time and, and grind down force. So it's hard to get through Aragorn and Boromir. Yeah, and then then you still got to get through Legolas and Gimli. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um, I, I deployed on on my side and kind of um, 
uh, waited to see which way Damo was going, and I had the numbers to be able to to send Cav and a little detachment off on one flank to try and uh, wrap around and, and charge him from from the rear. Damo did his best to refuse flank and anchored himself against a, a terrain piece, but ultimately it wasn't enough. Mm. I had the numbers. Mm. Um, uh, and because what are you rocking like thirty-five to forty? Yeah, like it's just yeah, it's a numbers game. Yeah, at that point, and with having Imrahil now, obviously you would have heard in the interview yet again, Imrahil gets shot off his horse. Um, in spectacular. He's fashion. a bit of a goof, isn't he? Oh, he's always falling off his in horse. In my hands, he's a bit of a goof. And like I mentioned, the horse is the juiciest part of that list. Mm. Imrahil on his horse, ten out of ten. Imrahil mm. off his horse, one out of ten. Yeah, garbage. Yeah, <laughs> hot trash. Hot trash. And he doesn't have horse lord, so no. like that is the target yeah. of that list. And it's, I, I think that's good. Yeah, I think it gives the opponent a clear objective. You know, the micro mm-hmm. objective. Mm-hmm. Let's get Imrahil off his yeah. horse, and at least that gives people the satisfaction of you know the big beat stick being reduced down. And it was very important because um, it meant that you know Imrahil did charge in and he, and he got overextended, but he has. Importantly, heroic defense. Mm. For me, importantly, he's heroic <laughs> defense. Um, the coward's way out. That's right. That's right. Because he was in against Frodo and Aragorn and right, right kind of almost trapped most of the game, um, but he was tanking it out and um, trying to take out um, Frodo whilst my, my troops peeled off um, Aragorn. Probably the, the highlight of the game, though, was the rags-to-riches story of Legolas. <laughs> um, so Cav wrapped around the back, charged him um, first turn. I think they they almost flash-killed Legolas. He was like, you know, he was down in the dumps. Um, they could too, couldn't they? Yeah. Four yeah. dice, wounding on four? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it was, uh, or might have even been... Yeah, it would have been fours. Um, so... Um, I think I, I, I got uh, him down to, you know, fateless and, yeah, and yeah. on his last wound. But then he rose up from, from the dust and, you know, cut down that night and kind of... Did, I don't think he lost another... Um, yeah. He yeah. eventually went down, but he, he, he um, didn't lose a combat for like the next five or six turns. Killed oh, yeah. a couple of knights, like did it. Did and his importantly, best. he shot Imrahil's horse, right? He did. Yeah, so he, he was yeah. a key... He, That's the way to... He's to, the MVP, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, you know, Gimli didn't do much. He killed a few guys, but he tanked. Boromir was mobbed. Um, and, you know, importantly, because I had um, the Angbor Fearless, um, didn't matter about his uh, the blowing horn. horn. Um, the Horn of Gondor. Of course, you, you're already there. Exactly. No reinforcements are coming, Boromir. We, yeah, <laughs> kin strife is afoot. <laughs> um, so... Um, you know, again, you know, Boromir, I don't think Boromir went down in the end, but he was tied up enough with, you know, so many bodies that he could never, like, heroic combat to go and help and reposition himself and, and um, get into a better position, which allowed me to then pick off the hobbits. Um, yep. And that's kind of the game there, right? Um, so it was over fairly quickly in the sense that I knew that um, Damo couldn't, kill more heroes than me no. I'd, I'd kill his heroes and i would have at least one hero at the end end of the game so but it was an enjoyable game i mean thanks thanks to damo for for coming on and and um and running the the fellowship it's always nice to see 
um, the fellowship get yeah. a run. I was going to say props to Damo for trying the fellowship. Yeah. It's a hard list. And it sounds really, uh, it was actually quite interesting. I talked to him for a long time in the interview about how he had run the fellowship um, throughout the slow grow. And I think this is the only time that he planned on actually running the fellowship in inverted Right, right. Like every other time it was like, you know, fellowship plus a couple of other, like he was going to do the warg attack scene. Ah, yeah, cool. Oh, that's fun. Sayadin in pyjamas. I think that was going to be his next like 650 point list. And then um, the fellowship goes to Lothlorien. So, you know, Haldir and some elves and then... Um, he, I think he did one at the beginning, which was like on the road to Rivendell, mm-hmm. which was Aragorn and the the hobbits and build a pony, and that was it. <laughs> so completely suboptimal choices throughout mm. the whole thing. But an in- interesting, you know, because as a single list, you think of it, and it, it can be a little bit re- repetitious or one dimensional. But he yeah. he's kind of injected enough yeah. interest into it. That's a pretty fun way to make a slow grow a bit more interesting. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's similar to what you've done where you've gone, here's a storyline through my slow grow. Yeah. He's gone, Road to Rivendale, Wag Attack, you know, well, I mean, Fellowship sort of misordered, but who cares? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not necessarily a chronological uh, yeah, story. Yeah. It's jumping around a little bit. But yeah, you know, a really cool, really cool way to... to th- kind of thread a narrative and, and Damo I think is kind of a kindred spirit to to you and I in that he really does look at lists and go how can I do something different that is thematic with mm. them mm. even if it's kind of you know wacky that would never yeah. happen like I yeah like giving Grimbold a chariot <laughs> you know that kind of thing <laughs> I was also thinking he, he does a, a daddy daycare list which is um, a little bit ridiculous with Theoden and Theodred and um then um, Denethor and uh, Faramir, yeah. um, which yeah. is which is a bit of fun. But um, no, it was it was a good good list, um, good list to play against, and and um, good game all around. Brilliant. All right, yeah, it's a cool way to close it off. And uh, well, that's it for our recaps of rounds three and four. Yeah. But we have an officially titled new section, Albert. What have we got? So we're on to uh, the the final segment of the show, which has now received the the title "Peering into the Palantir." Mm. Um, so this is the section where we give a shout out to a fellow content creator in the in the hobby space. Um, and this uh, episode, I wanted to give a shout out to Three D Games on YouTube. Now, okay, Three D Games stands. Well, the three Ds stand for um, dice, drinks, and dad jokes. Okay, I feel like they've got that wrong because I believe it's three-dimensional. <laughs> okay, so, okay. So, I okay. think they, there's a mis- right. miscommunication right. there. So, right, we right, better right, get right, on to right. them and tell them yeah. that. Yeah. But... I, I believe it's what uh, the kids call a pun. Ah, oh, see? Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, so, Adam Haig uh, runs the um, YouTube channel 3D Games. Um, over in New Zealand, really cool YouTube channel. Um, highly recommend it. Go and check it out. Still very small, but really great content. And Adam does a whole range of stuff. Like he does everything from uh, YouTube battle reports, um, uh, painting tutorials, tournament vlogs. Hey, right up that's what early. we want. Um, but also the stuff that I find most interesting um, that I like to watch is his short form uh, terrain tutorials. 
So he okay. does these terrain tutorials, but they're really focused. They're like, I'm going to show you how to do this road. And they'll take you through all of the different steps. And he has some really interesting techniques. I always love seeing people use um, techniques that I'm familiar with, but they put their own kind of twist mm. on things. Yep. So like a lot of the YouTubers, the big YouTubers like Zorpazorp and Git Gaming, Scenix, um, Luke APS, those guys um, have these established kind of techniques that they use. And Adam... Uh, adopt some of them but then he has his own twist which is really cool that's cool um so go and check it out 3d games um peer into that palantir and um have a watch have a listen um because he obviously releases far more content than we do and so <laughs> it'll keep you entertained until the next episode until the next episode in three months time that's it that's it um and on that note dear listener until next we are together have fun hobbying and have fun gaming See you later.